A Podcast One production. Hi, I'm Nat Kringudis. And I'm Cecilia Ramsdale. Welcome to The Wellness Collective, a podcast where we invite you to be part of our wellness community to share, learn and live better. Kringudis. Cecilia Ramsdale, how are you today? I'm foggy in the head. I've got off a plane. Uh-huh. I, I, don't... I don't even want to hear. How long was your flight? Not very long, but <laughs> I'm not, I'm not a well-seasoned traveller like you, just but... flitting around the world, you know, having meetings in New York and doing all the business and being amazing. What did I say I to went you on a family you said holiday. I might be a bit foggy tomorrow? What did I reply? It's as hard as you make it, Cecilia. I know. She's always really sympathetic. (laughs) I'm like, do not come to me for sympathy about travel. I didn't want your sympathy. (laughs) Keep your sympathy. Keep it for another day where it's useful. Oh, my goodness. I'm good. We are currently live on Instagram. We've been doing a few of these. We're live on Instagram. We're in the studio. We're recording a podcast episode live. And so we're inviting questions as we're doing this. Mm. But we're here to talk about something specific today. Yeah, that's right, which is good because I must say I'm still in my bulla bulla (laughs) mood from Fiji where, you know, anything goes. I don't know if you've ever been to Fiji. but haven't. It's absolutely hilarious. I've got this thing called Fiji time, which means... Things would just happen when they happen, which initially you go, okay, I'm down with that. I'm on holidays and then... Until you're hungry? No, until you realise that that's how the whole country just gets by. You don't actually have to stick to the time you make for things. You just go, Fiji time. And I'm like, actually, maybe... I might start doing that need, with the kids. Yeah, maybe we need to adopt a bit more Fiji time into our lives in general. Mm-hmm. People get in your grill about things, you go, Fiji time. I dare you to say that to someone next time someone asks for something. I will. I'll be mm-hmm. like, yeah, pff, you get it, Fiji time. <laughs> uh, anyway, so yes, I'm still on Fiji time a little bit. But today we are going to have a chat about body awareness. Body wisdom. The reason I wanted to create an episode around this is because the theme this week in the clinic has been so many women saying one of two things. Either they feel really embarrassed that they have never been taught how to understand their body's signs and symptoms, especially when it comes to their fertility mm-hmm. or awareness of their fertility and especially around ovulation. So, you know, grown women admitting that they don't know what that is, <laughs> admitting that they didn't know that they needed to ovulate to fall pregnant yeah, um, and feeling really ashamed and embarrassed. And but you can't feel ashamed and right. embarrassed if you were never told in the first place, right? Well, that's my point. You can't feel ashamed or embarrassed if you were never told or you never learnt and you can't know what you don't know. But I think what's particularly interesting is that there are, especially women of kind of, you know, between 30 to 40, I would mm-hmm. say we are the ones that have been most affected by this because maybe 30 to 50 even because these things weren't spoken about openly in the past. We didn't talk about ovulation openly. No. And also... There's probably a lot of women in that generation who uh, went on the pill when they were teenagers and therefore the ovulation wasn't happening anyway. That's right. They never had to become aware. So they're all of a sudden, that's the other thing that tends to happen is all of a sudden they start to see things change and they start to see things like cervical fluid, which I know is a disgusting topic, but nah, it's just part of it. Bring it on. And and they'll be freaked out by it thinking, is there something wrong with me? Oh. Do I have thrush? What is this? And Because they've never had it before. Truly, I see women that are, <laughs> wow. will say to me, oh, I have to wear a panty because there's this stuff that comes out. I'm like, well, that's normal flora. That's normal mm. activity and it should be there, but they've never been told that that's a normal thing. Mm. So I just I, think I it's... remember being a teenager and having the whole thrush talk, though, and then cottage cheese was always... 
Mm-hmm. That's what they said. It was like cottage cheese. But how many teenagers know what cottage cheese actually truly looks like? Oh, so you know, I reckon in the eighties it was a little bit more of a. We used to have cottage <laughs> cheese in between celery, celery sticks full of cottage cheese for lunch. Sultanas on top. Do you think? And cottage cheese was such a like nineteen nineties diet thing. I know because it's got like zero calories and zero taste. It's just like I like the taste of it. You could get them I when I was young. That they came with like pineapple or cucumber or <laughs> actually in a tub. Yeah, right. We used to have them for lunch, truly, we did. Mum, Your mum was on board. I, the my mum was bandwagon. definitely on board with the cottage cheese bandwagon. If you do have any questions about this topic and questions about body awareness or just something to add, um, we are live on Instagram at the moment for those who are listening to this at a later date. Um, you I, can always ask questions on our Instagram. You can always ask mm-hmm. questions on our Instagram. Um, one of the things... I think is funny about you bringing this up is that I've just spent two weeks on a beach pretty much. And why is it that a beach is like a bubble when it comes to bodies? Okay. So whatever goes on, like anything goes. Totally. I love that though. (laughs) I absolutely love that. But I think it's so funny that our awareness of our bodies is so kind of heightened when you get to the beach and then you look around and you're like... No, nah. you're like stuff it. What I'm just like, I've got a beach body because I'm at the beach with my body. I'm gonna put these white flabby thighs out there for all to see, and within two days they're not quite so white, but they're still flabby, and I'm having a lovely time. <laughs> oh, but look at that guy over there. Do not underestimate the power of some ever tan. Makes us look tall. Oh, <laughs> <tall>. <laughs> something like that anyway. Really makes you look tall. <laughs> but, look taller. But I do think it is interesting, and I like the fact that you can look around and go, well, that. That person is is a big person and they're not worried. They're enjoying themselves at the beach. That's great. That person's a skinny person. They went, oh, there was a woman I saw the other day. <laughs> They've went is not good English, by the way. I told you my brain was foggy. She's just not Mac. Let it go. Um, I saw this woman at the, at the beach the other day and she was wearing one of those bikinis. She she was quite um, fit, like she obviously worked out and stuff because she had like a six-pack and she was wearing one of those bikinis that has the... It's not quite a G-string, oh, yes. but it's like yes. half up yes. your butt. Yeah. I was like, and she's chasing her kids around and she was standing right in front of my husband while she was like <laughs> bending over. Get my kid, get her kids <laughs> on the swing. And I was watching him trying not to look. So the, the- you do realise that that that, 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 <laughs> that swimsuit's very common nowadays and perfectly acceptable all of a sudden. Oh, it is. Yes. But yes. the confidence that you have to have, I suppose, in in your body to wear something like that or not. This is my point. You know, you get to the beach and you're like, oh, you know, everyone just like, I'm here. I'm having a good time. Give me a beer. Who cares? But if you translate that to anywhere else, imagine if you're walking down the street and you were just wearing your undies, even if, or your bathers even. made me recall that I had a naked drink last night. Oh, were you alone? (laughs) Yes, I was like locked out of somewhere. Like I was naked out exposed. Um, That's awful. Sorry, as you were, I just had that recollection. I was like, oh, I dreamt I was naked and locked out of the house with a blanket. Oh, we had a blanket. <laughs> was it all bad? The kids, like, <laughs> wasn't big enough to cover it up. Had you gotten taller because you were tanned? Yes, yes, definitely. Oh, okay, well, that no, was no, the problem. So, do you remember being 16 and mm-hmm. how you felt about your body when you were 16 at the beach? Yeah, and the irony is you're gorgeous. Right? Mm, yep. I wonder if 16-year-olds now have a different... I don't know how we work this out because you can't live in my body and then be another 16-year-old living in the body. But I I do think that we are slowly changing this. I think too. I mean, (laughs) before I went to Fiji, I went to the waxer. I've got to say, 
it had been a few years since I'd been to you the had wax. wax for a few years. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, All okay. encompassing. Like, I'll talk to you, you know. in a second. Finish your story and then I'll talk to you the fact that you hadn't had a wax but, for a long you know, time. I've got, I have a razor. It's fine. Well, I'm not good, walking yes. around being like... But again, who cares if I want to be a this woolly mammoth? Mm-hmm. Does it yes. matter? No, no, it doesn't. I actually hate having hairy legs mm-hmm. and I hate having yes, hairy armpits. Same. Yep. So you know, I do. Mm-hmm. I do look after myself. Yes, it's Thank good you to very learn. much. Mm-hmm. It's good to learn. No judgment though. <laughs> You're no. totally no. judging me. No. Um, but I did think it was interesting because I was like, I feel like I have to do this for this holiday. Because then I don't the have to worry about it for myself. Yeah, right. But oh, then yeah. if you go back to being 16 and you think about, like, you know, they have that beautiful, like, soft fur on their legs and stuff. But as soon as that starts to happen, girls are like, uh-uh, let's get rid oh, of this. Totally. This is not cool. Absolutely. Imagine a time where it was all right just to have hairy legs and hairy armpits, although I don't like hairy armpits because they get smelly. They get sweaty. Mm. Um, I... I like if you let it grow, it hurts when it grows back. I don't like that feeling. That's why I'm like, I need to maintain it. It's got nothing to do with anyone else other than me. I don't care what other people think. That's because you're so in tune with your body awareness. You can feel the hairs well, growing in your legs. Well, this is something else that I think that, that is really interesting is that the more you become aware, yeah. the more you become aware. And all yeah. of a sudden, even little things, like things will happen in my body now that I will laugh at to myself. Mm. I've been known to laugh at myself Just often. walking along the street yes, this and you is just true. have a little yep. giggle and, you're and like, a little oh. bit of a discussion to myself. There goes my thyroid. Yep. <laughs> and I'll be like, I'm pretty sure that doesn't happen to anyone else. Like oh. I'll feel things and I'm like, well, I've never heard anyone else complain about like that. What? Even like being able to know that I have a hair stuck on the inside of my jumper or in my sock, for example. I'm like, mm-hmm. do people have an awareness when there's like, I can feel things like that? I, I think, don't know. Yeah, I can feel things like that. I'll be like, oh, I can feel like this is such an awful example. But if you've ever been, <laughs> oversharing. if you've ever like had a skirt on and then there's been a, like a piece of hair that's been stuck in your undies, hanging down, tickling your legs yes. somewhere and you're like, I can feel that. Yes. Does everybody feel that? Are you saying it's really hair off your head that's tickling your legs? <laughs> After the waxing time? I am not letting it grow for five <laughs> years, mate. I am not letting it grow. Somebody has said I wasn't allowed to shave my legs until year 11. Oh my goodness! I remember having that conversation with you my mum. You weren't allowed. Yeah, I remember having that conversation with my mum when I was in year six, asking, mm-hmm. "Can I please shave my legs?" And mm. she, was, I remember when she said yes, finally, and it was like, how awesome! So yeah. exciting! Oh, it, a, it's free, freeing. I True. know, very freeing. Can I counteract that? Yeah, go for it. When I was in year twelve, I can remember. We're talking about the common room in one of our other podcasts mm-hmm. just recently and about how this wellness collective is our common room for mm-hmm. everybody with the toasted cheese sandwiches. That'd be nice, actually. Um, I can remember one day someone saying to me, can you please shave your legs? Because I went to an all-girls school and I was like, I'm not shaving my legs for the pleasure of you girls. Who cares? <laughs> I'll do it for the fellas, <laughs> but not for you girls. Or for myself. <laughs> but I was like, I'm just at school and I've got long white socks. Why do I need to shave my legs? Well, see, Isn't that funny? Yes. I think it depends on how hairy they are, I guess. Absolutely. Yeah, my, I'm a hairy person, like a very hairy person. <laughs> well, I'm glad your mum gave you your razor licence when what? you were in grade six. <laughs> well, yeah, I got my pen licence yes. in grade four and my razor licence in grade mm. six. No, but I do think, but also, I mean, I do think girls are more accepting of their bodies nowadays. You can see, mm. we've spoken about this before, young girls walking down the street with, you know, their little butt fillets hanging out and power to them. Like, there is no way 
on this planet that at 16 I would have had the confidence to do that. No. I just wouldn't have. And I'd actually think about do I know any friends that would have done that? I don't know anyone that would have done that. Mm-mm. So it's, I don't think it's a, a um, situation of the circles that I was moving in. I don't remember ever seeing anyone do that, whereas nowadays you will see girls quite confident no matter what age, size, shape, which I think is, I think that's great. I think also too, like my daughter's six and she will not wear a dress. Will not. Why? Just doesn't like wearing them. They're impractical. She likes flipping on monkey bars. Yeah, fair she enough. Likes well, going on slides. She likes have all your bits hanging out when you're hanging totally. upside down with she, your skirt over your head. Shorts and a t-shirt Perfect. all the way. Perfect. And I think Plus those things burn. <laughs> you don't want to get cut like <laughs> what do you call it? Behind Rod you, burn <laughs> between your behind your knees or between your legs. Oh no no. no. Um, but I think back to being a six-year-old myself foggy memories, but I don't think I would have taken a stand on what oh, I wanted I, to wear. Oh, I think I probably I think my mum would have gone, you're wearing this, and I would have said, okay. Mm. But I love the fact that she already knows that for her, a dress isn't really what she wants and that's not the, that's not the look she's going for. So I think that's I awesome. Go back to Fiji for a moment. Mm-hmm. So when I was on the beach and there was all the bodies and all the... All the beach bodies. And all the wonderful Kiwi accents and oh. so many people talking about jandals. Oh, my God. Jandals. <laughs> so good. Oh. But there was actually a Muslim woman on the beach too mm-hmm. and it was so interesting to see her and she was in the full... Um, Burka? I think, well, I'm not sure if it was the, the full... Well, they have bathing the suit ones. No, no, it was actually the full oh, one. Oh, well, they do have bathing, bathing suit, suit ones. Yeah. Yes, okay, yes. Yeah, but to see her playing with her children mm. in the full suit... Compared to, you know, string bikini know, ladies. But then you feel like, yeah, you feel like a bit like, oh, oh, am I okay here, dressed like this? I know. Yeah. But she was obviously happy in the yes. situation. I thought, what a range to go from like barely anything to totally covered and it's whatever makes you comfortable yes. in that situation. I well, thought it was really cool. Yeah, it's, it's very interesting, isn't mm. it, really, when you think about it. Hey, um, let's talk about this idea of, like you're saying, you've got a hair in your stocking and you can feel it and it's like every fibre in your body is going, get rid of the hair. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's about... It takes a while to trust that you do actually know what's going on with yourself. I was talking to someone a little while ago about this idea that you know what you can tolerate and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I said, I know. I know exactly about what my Your limits my are. limits are. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I look at some people, especially with partying and stuff like that, and I don't think it's even an age thing. I would think it was always this way where I'd just go, that's my limit and mm-hmm. I know that that's what my body can deal yes. with and that's what I can handle. And I, I've always been fascinated by these people that can just push through and party for days and days and do whatever they're doing. using other substances to party well, for days and days. Well, even that, you know, I'm not, I'm not condoning that, but, like, I would never, it wasn't, it's wasn't not something that could. My, well, my body would just be like, what, what are you doing? Yeah, right. Yeah. Yes. Whereas other people's, the tolerances are, are very different. So, yeah, how do you teach someone to work out what their tolerances well, are and what's going on? Well, I wonder also whether or not that's something that can be taught or it's something that's innate because I guess it's that same idea of the same people that probably push the limits in the rest of their life are probably the people that push the limits when it comes to something like partying or mm. not sleeping enough or whatever it might be. I think that it's a personality yeah. as well as a genetic thing, I think. You know, if you know you definitely can't handle it, then you're just not going to do it. 
um, I guess we've all got, it translates to all sorts of things for everybody. But yeah. um, but there are certain people, and especially I guess what also probably plays into that, especially when you're talking about, we got on the subject of, of partying and drinking. I mean, if you are have an addictive personality as yes, well, I guess course. that probably is a factor too, you know, more, mm. more, more. Um, but I think, it, it, again, that still plays into this body wisdom. Like what is my body able to tell me? And I think that there are so many women who don't, don't allow themselves to trust what their body is telling them because they've been told over and over again that they can't trust it. Mm. You know, women will say, you, you know, it's an awful scenario, but you might go to the doctor and if your doctor isn't on board with your contraceptive plan, let's say, and you've just had a baby, you are presented with the options of the pill or the pill or the pill. You know, mm. like, oh, you've just or had a baby. <laughs> well, you've just had a baby. Same, same. Maybe not for six weeks postpartum. I'm not oh, sure. Oh, no, no. Yeah, so um, six weeks postpartum, you go for your checkup. And I mean, I am always interested to hear what women are uh, presented with um, because it's usually sold to you at six weeks as you don't want another baby, so we better get you on the pill immediately. Can we just talk about that for a moment? Yeah. I love the way doctors assume you really want to be having a lot of sex. <laughs> Six weeks postpartum. Six weeks after you've had a baby. Yeah, you don't have any more babies. Well, there's a way to avoid that. And generally, you're probably so sleep deprived and recovering hormonally and coping with the new arrangement that has arrived in your life. Probably well, not really having, a priority anyway. Totally, but I was having a conversation <laughs> happen, with though. a girlfriend yesterday who's just had a baby and mm. she was basically like, well, I ain't going to, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to nod when they give me that talk because mm. I'm not going to use contraception. I've spent a long time trying to fix my body after being on contraception. And so, you know, I don't think we should be lying to our health professionals, but we're not being heard either. I don't mm. think we're being heard properly. Um, so that something has to change there. I mean, at the moment, I would say to women who are in this position, find another practitioner that's on board. There are doctors out there that will support you. Um, but it, it, you know, I feel like for a really long time, women's ability to understand and read their body has been pushed aside by what a health professional's opinion mm. on their body is when they might have seen them for 10 minutes in total over a 12-month period. I know. I'd love to see what people think about this that are actually listening to us um, live on Instagram because I think it's a conversation. I mean, we've had discussions around women not being heard or felt like they'd been mm. heard. I remember when I was in Hawaii last year and I had to do that interview for here that they were asking me, you know, do women feel like, do you think with your patients, women um, are taken seriously? Because that was the whole discussion. You know, we wait longer for pain relief. Yes. We're not taken seriously when it comes to our our um, health issues necessarily. And I'm like, I do think that this is a factor, not all doctors, of course, but it definitely is a factor because I see women coming in saying exactly that. I'm just not going to tell my doctor. I'm too scared about what they're going to say. Mm. What sort of what sort of justice are you doing then? Yeah really for your ongoing health and healthcare plan if you can't be honest with people that we're supposed to trust. I think also if you have something that's chronic or if you've been working on a plan to get better health over a long period of time, you accumulate that knowledge as you go along and you're like, this works for me, this doesn't work for me, this kind of exercise. I have some days where I can't do Whatever, whatever it is. is, you know, these drugs have worked for me, those ones haven't, all that stuff. You're going to know better. If you're taking notice of all that stuff as you go along, then you are your best advocate for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. I guess where it's really hard is when there's a lot of stress and there's a lot of overwhelm and we don't know how to read what our body's actually mm. communicating to us. But I think once you start to listen and really think about 
what your body is doing, how it's responding, how do you feel, do you have energy, are you sleeping, what are your menstrual cycles telling you, and start to piece together that. And I think the best way to do that is to keep track of it. If we're not keeping track of it and we're trying to remember the last time we had a headache, yeah, or even just an app, you know, an app that tracks your menstrual cycles are probably the best app to use to track all this other stuff because you can put in yes. headaches or body pains or I didn't sleep or and you can have a look <laughs> nine times out of ten it's hormone related anyway so I think being able to do that but just have that reference to come back to because we get busy we don't remember and then we're like I've had I've had a headache every month but I don't know what time of the month and when you actually then say <laughs> as an example record when that is it's probably a couple of days before your period's due. Yeah I love that you pointed that out and actually having an app for that is a good idea. I wonder if you could get one for there's children an app as for that. well. There's, there's an app for that. App. What I will say when it comes to apps is we do need to be really mindful because a lot of women will rely on those apps to tell them when they're ovulating and that's actually not always possible an app will tell you based on what happened last month. It'll predict mm. that unless you're using something that's actually tracking your body, measuring that's your awareness, yet your um, not awareness, measuring your temperature, <laughs> um, then that won't be accurate. So that's the only thing I will say to the apps is please don't tra- trust your app to be able to pinpoint ovulation unless it's <laughs> reading. It happens all the time and then you'll be <laughs> like... sue me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> then you'll be like, oh, well, actually. Um, but, yeah, I think just being able to to trust what your body's telling you, be able to ask the right questions to your healthcare professionals and to really trust. It's okay to actually trust in what your body is telling you. Mm. I think it's really important. Um, Before we go on, should we take a quick break? Sure. We'll be back after this. episode, we're just talking about body awareness and being wise about what's going on with our own bodies. Uh, I was thinking about children when you were talking about, you know, tracking your period then and headaches and all that kind of bizarre. Because if you have sick, well, not even children, if you're caring for someone that's sick, quite often it's very difficult to keep your brain across what's happened. Um, I remember when I had my son, he's nine, and they gave me like a pad of paper at the hospital and a pen and they're like, write down when you breastfeed. Oh, good. Yeah, no problem. That's going to work. But it was actually good for me because I then remembered what was going on because my head was so foggy true, actually. with everything that was happening. I just used happening. to have a hair tie that I'd swap from side yeah, to side. That's there you the go. only thing I had. But you had as something. much as I could conjure up. It's like, which side did I feed on this side? Mm-hmm. Something that was outside of mm-hmm. your brain, mm-hmm. though, that, that prompted you with what was going on. Um, I had sick kids just recently I while we fun. were Fiji. That yeah. was really awesome. Uh, and there was a couple of times where something happened and I'd go, oh, my God, I can't believe I didn't realise that they were sick with this when I'd been through it already because the other one had already mm-hmm. had it. Mm-hmm. So I had a vision of what was going to happen. But I was like, how did I not realise that the vomit meant that this was going to happen next? I'm so stupid. Oh, but that happens. I was just exhausted. I totally, yes. Mm. Uh, we were in, um, when we were in Queensland, Geordie vomited on me in Big W. <laughs> but exactly that, right? So I've got a sore tummy, I've got a sore tummy, I've got a sore tummy. So You'll be I right. was You'll be carrying right. him. No, I was actually carrying him because he does get sore tummies. But I should have realised at the time when he started, con- like these ones, like... Oh, That's no. That's coming. But of course I didn't. I was like, are you all right there, mate? Like, what is this? I forgot you just said you had a sore tummy. Yeah, and then all over me, my hair, it was it was 
it was all over me to the point where the big W lady came running with the wipes and she's like trying to pat me down and Geordie's sitting there going, I'm so sorry, mummy. I'm so sorry, mummy. And I felt so bad for him, not mentioning that I was covered in vomit. But here's a question that came up this morning. I was speaking at an event earlier and we were talking about children and them not being able to always articulate how they feel Mm. emotionally so they talk about it in terms of their body awareness, mm. they talk about it physically. Yes, so especially feel, tummies. Yes, and I have tummies, a tummy ache. Tummies are very difficult to work out what that could be. Is it you're going to spew everywhere? Yes. Is it uh, you've been coughing for three days so all of your muscles are yes. absolutely worn out completely? Is it that, you know, you're, you're anxious, anxious yeah. about something? Trying to identify the tummy ache is really hard. really hard. Absolutely. But it just occurred to me, oh, it just occurred to me that um, Geordie constantly complains of a tummy ache. And I think it actually is physical. I actually think he is in pain. Mm. Um, but it made me stop and think. I was like, well, maybe he's anxious and maybe he just can't tell me or he's upset about something. But I mean, I wonder how often as adults we have physical manifestations mm-hmm. of something that's emotional that we don't realise. I think that happens a lot. But I think as adults, we probably do not realise how often something physical is actually a result of something emotional. Let's talk about that with stress, Yes, for example. Mm-hmm. I know, but I've only figured out in the last couple of years, and it would have been nice if I'd known 15, 20 years ago, that when I get stressed, it all manifests in my head and my neck and my shoulders. Mm-hmm. And that ends up that like my shoulder blades are like so tense Mm -hmm. that I get excruciating pain and it's all stress-related. Stress-related. It's the physical manifestation of the stress. So I wonder if you then had some techniques to better cope with that, Mm. meditation or mindfulness or something along those Mm. lines. It's so funny, isn't it? Because we would never go, oh, I just need to, ha- I need to go and have time out. I need to process what I'm feeling. I need to kind of almost like package up the stress yep. in a way that I can deal with it. And all of a sudden I feel better. And the, the uh, doctor that I had when I was in year 12, going back quite a few years now, he gave me steroids to cope with it. So yeah, I got, gosh, you know, so this is the is thing, you know, cycle, isn't that, it? that was the nineties. Let's give wow, them benefit of the doubt. But it still happens. You but know, I had a patient, sorry, I had someone DM me on Instagram the other day and she said, my daughter just started her period. She's 12. She had excruciating pain and she was prescribed the pill at 12. Oh, really? That's not fixing anything. Oh. Like it's heartbreaking <laughs> to me. Do you realize if you're shutting down that maturation of hormones at 12, Mm. when she decides to come off the pill, say she's 30, her hormones will match that of her 12-year-old self. So does that mean she doesn't actually fully go through puberty? Yes. Absolutely. That axis doesn't form. It's like... If you haven't listened to our um, conversation with Lara Bryden Mm -hmm. about this, you definitely should because that was incredibly eye-opening because she was talking about the fact that if you do stop ovulating in teenagers... It's not just about the ovulation, it's about the release of the hormones, which then feed your brain and your bones. So it's all about bone density. And I mean, imagine if you thought that you were saying, well, you've got bad periods, so we'll put you on the pill. But then your child's brain isn't then going Mm. to develop the way it was supposed Mm -hmm. to for the next eight or nine years. I mean, you would not. You, you wouldn't do it, though, if you had that information. But this is what I mean. You, you wouldn't know? do that. But I think that, yeah, it's power. particularly interesting. I think also, um, just to speak more to that, I think, you know, 
as a mother, you want to do whatever you can. And we can freak out when mm. cycles start to become irregular. I just want to put it on the record. It's really normal for teenagers' cycles to not be regular. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're often not regular until they're 18. And we say that our hormones don't actually mature until we're 24. So you've got a long time to work yourself out. Yep. But how about we just let our bodies do that, you know? And anything that comes up along the way, have that awareness to go, pain's not normal. Mm. Pain's a symptom of inflammation. What is my body telling me? Why am I, where is this inflammation coming from? What do I need to look at? It's actually not that hard when you look at it as a long line. It usually comes back to your gut. (laughs) Start with that if you don't know where to start. But again, your gut also is your emotion centre. It's where, you know, when you say, I have a gut feeling. I love that. You actually have a gut feeling. Yeah. But for how long have we second guessed that? You just never second guess that. It is never, ever, ever, ever wrong. I love too, you know, when you get like the, the cold shiver. When you hear something like, yes, yes, yes. or you see somebody or yes. someone tells you something and it's like yes. your body just yes. reacts to yes. that information and you go, Phew. yes, you know, like the physical stuff is amazing. Right. So we spoke to Joan Rosenberg about this, Dr. Mm, Joan Rosenberg, mm-hmm. about how we feel before, we physically feel before we emotionally actually process. Yes. So that's that, right? It is. But we can, we can, <laughs> I love that she told us about how it only takes 90 seconds of that to actually get through the bad stuff. Yeah. But a lot of people don't want to deal you with the bad stuff at all, don't want to feel no. bad. So easier not to. It can take 90 seconds out of your life. Come on. I know, but it's scary to think at the time, 90, well, hang on, at the time to feel through it, if you don't have the awareness that it's possibly only 90 seconds, you might think to yourself, I don't really want to feel like this for the rest of the day. Well, that's true. If right? you, if you don't know on. that it can potentially, if you, full it, if you feel it <laughs> to its full potential and knowing it's only 90 seconds, I mean, anyone can do that. You would do it. Yeah. If you, because otherwise, what's the alternative? Like suffering for the entire day. Well, you probably will have it for the entire day if you don't let it actually just go, right? Exactly. Um, it's very interesting. It is. I'm studying to do some uh, exams for my voice studies in the next little while, mm-hmm. which is hilarious because when you haven't studied for a while, it's like, Ugh. yeah, it's hard work for your whole brain. Anyway. It's been interesting and it's been good. And I've been reading a lot of different kind of takes on the same ideas. And this idea that your mind controls stuff and we can't explain it, but it, it controls the physical, right? Yeah. And so when it comes to your voice in particular, if you think about, you're like, I want to sound like a, I want to sound like a, a mouse or mm-hmm. I want to sound like a big fat ogre or something. Mm-hmm. So you think about that in your mind and your body then just makes that happen. True. True. Wow. It was like singing, right? Yes. You're like, I want to, I'm going to sing in a high pitch. Yes. So well, you just do it. And right. you just you do it. You think about it. Right? You oh, think I about it. I thought about it in terms of the, yeah. How you, wow. So the physical but that aspect can translate of that. to so many things, right? Totally. So, you know, like, it's like when you think something and then it happens and you're like, oh, <laughs> was that always going to happen or did I just make that happen or was that just coincidence? I mean, you'd, some people would absolutely say nothing is a coincidence, that that is mm-hmm. actually energetically what you've brought to happen. Yeah, but that's a bit more ooga booga, right? I'm talking about things that are actually in your body. Are you but talking it's the about the same thing? Like, you go. Uh, like if you're What about if you're like, oh, I wonder how Cecilia's <laughs> holiday went and then all of a sudden you get a text message from you going, hey, I just got back from a holiday and you're like, what in the world? Oh, stuff like You're that. bringing that in. Mm-hmm. You're putting that out there. There's science that tells us this now. Mm-hmm. That, you know, it's the same idea as being able to, to support people around the world just by how you think about them. Yeah, it's I love that. that idea. You know, it's, it's also if you meditate. I've always loved that meditation where you lie on the ground and you... Imagine like, that you're a tree. No. Oh. 
How, how do you lie on the ground and be a tree? You've well, got to stand up, surely. Your roots, your feet in oh. as roots and become yeah, but part that's, of the... Anyway, yeah. what were you saying? Sorry. Okay, know. we'll do your one another no, time. No, that sounds interesting. Um, no, the idea that you lie on the ground and you concentrate on all the body parts, oh, yes. like go up yes. from your toes, yes. and if you scrunch them and let mm. them go, and you just you know, pinpoint all those parts of your body and you allow them to let go. And by the time you reach the top of your head... You're asleep. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and you think, all of that stuff is working overtime in my body all the time. And just because I've said to it, you can go, it's yes. okay. Yes. It, it goes, oh, great, I'll have a little rest. Right, but if you have this body awareness, then mm-hmm. you can bring it in. You know what you need to do. If this could be something good for your shoulders, Cecilia, could when be. you're feeling stressed. I'm not stressed at the moment. Well, clearly. you've just gotten back from a holiday. I wouldn't expect <sighs> you to be stressed. Yeah. No. Well, well I, there was, I did go away with a lot of family members and there was broken teeth and... So, yeah, that's, no, that's never good. children. I don't think broken teeth in dodgy. Fiji is a very good idea. Oh, that do- wouldn't be... No. That wouldn't be the best thing. Dodgy resorts. So, one of the things that we wanted to, before we wrap <laughs> first up... First world problem, a first. dodgy resort. <laughs> Did you just say a dodgy resort, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's not fun. I no. would get stressed out yeah. by that. <laughs> it was stressful. Yeah, I don't like don't staying worry. in dodgy resorts. Nah. Um, what I was going to say was, we want to know where you are listening to our podcast. Mm-hmm. We want you... We want to invite you to take a photo. Yes. You know, unless you're driving, that could be dangerous. Yes. Um, maybe just wait till you pull over. Um, but are you in your commute to work? Are you taking mm-hmm. a walk? Are you trying mm-hmm. to escape the kids? Are you on an aeroplane? We want you to take a photo and share it with us. Tag us in. Collective can, the wellness. Yes, you can tag Cecilia. You can tag mm-hmm. me. You can tag Podcast One. But um, really interested to see where our audience are listening to us. And equally, we're always interested um, for any feedback. You know, who do you want us to get on the podcast? What do you want us to talk about? Do you enjoy it when Cecilia and I just ramble on for half an hour? So, yeah, take a photo. I want to see where you are. And also, I've got a question for you. Can you do this for us? Tell your friend... Get their phone. We've talked about this before, but actually get their phone. And if, especially if they're Pay not podcast forward. listeners, say, here you go, start with this I'm one. I'm going to load this one on for you because <laughs> we, well, we pride ourselves in not being preachy. We just like to talk about no. stuff. No one's telling anyone what to do. But also, I still think there's a lot of people out there that haven't really discovered the joy that podcasts the can world bring of you. Podcasting. Yes. Not absolutely. just ours, but ours is a good one to start with, mm-hmm. I reckon. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Pay it forward. And maybe, you know, you can tag your friend. Tag your friend in... in um, oh, yeah, when you're sharing it and say mm. something. Love that. I do want to read a review before we leave. Okay. Because that's my favourite thing. So if you haven't left a review yet, um, we would invite you to absolutely do that because it makes us extremely happy. Yes. When we see new ones. And we sat down to record this before and Cecilia said, oh, there's new reviews. And I said, is there really? She hadn't, didn't even, even, checked. hadn't even checked in the your other, absence. The other thing about the reviews is it helps uh, to, uh, for other people who are looking for, um, you know, podcasts within the wellness world because I'm not sure if you've checked, but there was a lot. So if oh, they see a learned. review and they go, oh, yeah, that's a good one. Let's mm-hmm. try that. We learned at the Podcast Awards that there's a new podcast starting every eight minutes. Mm-hmm. How do you choose which ones you love? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay, we've got a new review. It says, fabulous, informative, and dot, dot, dot. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Thanks to you two girls, you make the long drive home from work each afternoon something to look forward to. I love your lighthearted, funny banter about all things I can relate to, as well as your amazing guests and topics that are so revealing. Mm. 
Yes. Very revealing. <laughs> but that's from Monty Grudel. Thank you, Monty Grudel. We love it. We will. There's a few others, but I'll save them for our next podcast because, well. I love the names people put. Monty know, Grudel. Is, I know. That, is that your real name? I hope it is. Uh, there's a few that are really funny. Is, a, I, is yeah. a Grudel like a poodle mixed with a something? Yes, I think so. Oh, good. Maybe um, we've got one that's left by a, a user called Sassy Mum in the Sun. I like that one too. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Or uh, is there anything else funny? I think one was problematic, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, that was just a review. <laughs> That's okay. Hey, um, I think you should go away and enjoy your hairy legs and your... <laughs> just don't second guess whatever your body is telling you. That's right. As something that's not there. You know, this mm. is something that we've been talking a lot about lately, like... Normal, if you don't feel normal, you're not normal. Mm. Like that's as, that's as simple as it gets. Mm-hmm. And if you're being told that there's nothing wrong, you just don't second guess what you know to be true for you. <laughs> yes. No one else can tell you that there's nothing wrong with you other than you, you know. So yeah. I just want to speak to that and, and we really want to inspire people to get the right help when it comes to if you don't feel good yep. or there's something not quite right, mm-hmm. then you have to look into it. Good idea. Absolutely. All right, well, Uru then. Until next time, (laughs) thanks for joining us for this episode of the Wellness Collective and um, there are plenty more where this one came from, Mm -hmm. so you know where to find us. Absolutely. Until next time. We do hope that this podcast has left you feeling... Happier. Healthier. And better. 